Round one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids sipped. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a mouse. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. Bunch of madness around here. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of the Disney Dads Podcast. We're three dads who love talking about everything Disney. This podcast is a chance for us to dive deeper into our Disney fandom. We'll spend the time conquering the parks, giving tips and tricks to navigating a Disney vacation and sharing our personal stories from Disney trips. As much as we look forward to telling you about our Disney passions, we look even more forward to hearing about you and your memories from past Disney trips, hearing your opinion on everything Disney, and trips you are planning in the future. We're excited to get to know all of you. And with that said, let me say welcome to our Disney family. Justin, Mike, we did it. Another great Disney vacation. How did you guys fare? Pretty well. It was a uh, it was a short one for us, uh, three days, but uh, all three days at Epcot Food and Wine, and uh, knocked out a new hotel. So it was uh, it was nice. That was nice. And Mike, yeah, this was uh, same thing. It was a short trip for us. We took advantage of a few of the uh, Jewish holidays that we happened to be off up here for in New York. So uh, it worked out good. The kids that not my kids are a little bit older. Uh, they only missed one day of school. So when you get four or five days in the park, only missing one day of school, when it's not prime time, it works out really well to uh, maximize your Disney time when you can uh, spend your time down there and not miss school and not feel like you're, you're, the kids are missing something. They're missing sports. They're missing their athletics. So it was a good, it was a good short trip. It was, uh, it was good. The kids really needed it. Well, not only they needed it, but they also got a surprise. Yes, yes. Now, uh, we've been Vacation Club members for a long time, and we've been doing trips for quite a bit. Uh, This was the first ever trip that we did a surprise trip. Uh, It was something on my bucket list that I wanted to do. Uh, You've seen it done before. If you've ever watched any YouTube videos on Disney, you've always seen the the surprise trip for the kids. So uh, we had just taken a trip in February, and we really weren't planning another trip. So it really wasn't on the kids' radar, like, oh, we should be having a trip around now. It kind of wasn't in our plans. So we decided, myself and my wife, that end of June, beginning of July, we're going to plan a trip. And we're not going to tell the kids about it. Uh, Let's make this a surprise trip and let's keep them completely out of the loop, which was great for the kids. The problem was, as parents, it's hard for us to keep a good secret like that. So that being said, we planned everything. We got everything done. And uh, now it was the waiting time. Every day I felt like it was a, uh, like we, we conquered a hurdle that we, we didn't say anything today because every day it was on our mind. Like, was we're excited. I mean, we lo- obviously we love going to Disney. Otherwise, we wouldn't be doing this kind of podcast. This is, this is our thing. This is our family. So every day that went by that we didn't say it, I felt like we, we accomplished a hurdle there. So uh, we had an alibi. We were going to tell the kids where we were going. And uh, time went on, time went on, the summer's going through, we're doing our usual stuff, now it's back to school, so it's the, uh, the Saturday before, we're ready to go away, and we decided to tell the kids. Now, I'm sure as you've seen videos on YouTube, or if you've seen videos on uh, you know, uh, Pinterest, or any of those sites, there's so many different ways you can surprise your kids. So uh, 
not being so creative, but just trying to make it a special moment. Uh, my wife took my kids out to get their nails done. And uh, when they were out, I wound up decorating the house. So I put up balloons, I put up a sign, I put up their uh, magic bands. So they came home on Saturday and they were extremely happy to be able to go and take, take part in doing this surprise trip. It's the first time in my life that I've ever heard my daughter laugh and cry in the same sentence. It was, it was unbelievable. She was laughing and crying. I mean, I've heard her with tears of joy. I've heard her cry. You know, I've heard every emotion out of my child. But to have that moment where she was laughing and crying at the exact same time was something I've never experienced before with her or let alone anybody else. So it was definitely pretty magical. And uh, if you ever have the opportunity to do a surprise trip with your kids, I certainly would recommend it. It was definitely uh, something that we'll cherish forever. As many Disney trips as you can do, you always try and pull something special out of each one. Doing the surprise trip was a, was, a, was a blast. And if anybody has the opportunity to do that, I would certainly recommend doing that. I, you know what? I'm going to tell you right now, that was awesome. It was uh, awesome pictures. Your girls are awesome. I love them to death. How do, how do you top that? Yeah, it's tough. The, the hardest thing was, like I said, was us keeping a secret because we're awful at keeping secrets. And the only thing that I missed about the entire thing was a lot of times when we do a trip, I'll plan with my daughter, you know, we're going to do this together. We'll go here and I'll do a little something with each daughter. This way we have something to look forward to. I'll have them pick out there what fast passes they want to do, what restaurants they want to do, what, you know, all the different things that they want to get involved in. So it was kind of hard doing this trip and not having involved in it. And the other thing that we would do was uh, a couple of, a couple, maybe a week or two before the trip would come, I'd play a game with my little daughter and I would play music from the theme parks, whether it be music from the area, uh, ride music, just some kind of background music that you would recognize with Disney and we'd have a guessing game. And obviously some of them are easy. I and mean, if you play the theme to Pirates of the Caribbean, she knows what that is. But if you play the, the music from Tomorrowland, it might take her a little while to guess it. So we would have a guessing game as a countdown. So before you go to bed tonight, here's your countdown and obviously she would always win and uh her prize for winning would get to pick out something she wanted at disney so uh cool. it was tough not Love doing it. that because uh that was that was tough because that was something that we enjoy from all of our other previous trips that we didn't get to do for this trip but the satisfaction of seeing them surprises much much more outweighed that that's awesome i i, I absolutely love that um Justin, new new room, new hotel. Where did you stay at? Yeah, yeah, and and Mike too. We did a surprise trip too, and the fact that it's still a surprise because we never told our daughter we were going. We took an adult. <laughs> we, we took an adult only trip. <laughs> That's great, and she'll never find out. No, 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 no definitely. The smartest <laughs> thing right. you can do if you, if you are doing an adult Disney trip, the smartest thing you can do is not tell your children. <laughs> I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, we yeah, uh, a new hotel. We so we're DVC as well. Um, we, uh, we, we typically stay at the Polynesian or at, uh, the Grand or, uh, at Bay Lake. We try to stay on the monorail loop, but what we always do with our trips is on a travel day, we book a hotel that we've never stayed in before. So until, until we make our rounds, uh, and, and are at every hotel Disney's offered. Um, so this trip we did Port Orleans Riverside, which was I got to tell you, of all of the moderate resorts, my favorite resort we've stayed at. Um, the ambiance, the rooms are nice. Uh, we didn't have a chance to go see Sideshow Bob, or not Sideshow Bob, Yeehaw Bob. Uh, <laughs> um, but but it, it was just a really nice resort, uh, really convenient uh, for Disney Springs. 
and uh, and yeah, we we really really enjoyed it. So you'd stay there again? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I yep. yeah I, I tell you, there are a couple resorts on property that I would kind of steer away from. That's not one of them. That's one that we really enjoyed our time there. We did some uh, time by the pool, and uh, really really nice. Uh, the dining was convenient. Lots of options. And, uh, yeah, I would definitely recommend it to anyone who's looking in that moderate price range for a, uh, for a great Disney hotel. Mike, where did you stay? Uh, this trip, we wound up staying at Old Key West. <clears throat> uh, I stayed at Old Key West before, and uh, being that it was a surprise trip and we booked the end of June, July, it was kind of a, uh, it was hard to get at one of our usual resorts. Our home resort is Animal Kingdom, and that tends to be our favorite resort to stay at. The kids love the animals. I feel like... That's a vacation in itself. Like if that hotel was in any other part of the country, that would be I would go there just to visit that hotel. But unfortunately, we couldn't get the rooms and we could have gotten a split stay, a couple of nights here, a couple of nights there. But I'm not the kind of person that wants to be jogging around during our vacation. So we were lucky enough to get Old Key West. Uh, it was our second stay at Old Key West. And it's by far one of our favorites because the size of the rooms are incredible. And uh, we like to be spread out. We like to have a little bit of space from each other. And to have a one bedroom at Key West is one of the largest one bedrooms out of all the DVC resorts. Uh, I've stayed at the uh, Port Orleans before on our very first trip before we were uh, uh, DVC members, and I can definitely say that was one of our favorite moderate resorts as well. Uh, before we were DVC members, we'd take trips regularly, and uh, that was one of our favorite moderate resorts to take the uh, the trip to. We liked that a lot, so I, I definitely know what you're talking about, how nice that resort was. Uh, it, almost, it almost has that deluxe resort feel, but it's definitely in the moderate price range when you're looking to you know, book a trip. Yeah, yeah, I, I tell you, I, I've, I've liked it better than uh, Coronado Springs, uh, a lot, because a lot of times with those moderate resorts, the only downfall is the transportation. Is bus stops that are far away um, from either your room, or there's so many of them that if you're at the end and you're there at a busy time of year, it's hard to catch a bus sometimes. Uh, this one didn't seem like that at all, though. And we, I, Jason, you were down there with us as well, which we, we'd love to hear about your trip. Um, but it didn't seem that way. It seemed like it was easy to catch a bus. Everything was closer to to the rooms proximity wise uh compared to like a um coronado or or some of those other resorts man i'm gonna tell you something about buses and my family we have the worst luck when it comes to buses (laughs) it doesn't matter what park i'm like if for example if you want to go to disney springs i will get three hollywood studio buses before i get my disney springs or the next day, it'll be just the opposite. So, um, you know, I'm probably the wrong guy when it comes to buses. And I know there's a ton of people out there that are going, yep, that's our family too, you know. Yeah. Um, but we stayed at the Polynesian. I, you know, the last six six trips, we've stayed on the monorail loop. And it was for that reason. The kids are younger. Magic Kingdom is our park. You know, whether we stayed over at Bay Lake or at the Polynesian, Um that's what was appealing to me was to be able to use the monorail to the quick ferry. So the buses, uh, we did two weeks at the Caribbean beach before we started doing the, uh, the deluxe and that whole busing situation that you're talking about was just so painful for me because there was an influx of people that came in that week. The buses weren't running at, at that capacity. For example, yeah, let's just say everybody is mostly familiar with touring plans all right, our week was supposed to be a two or a three. When it ended up happening, something happened where it jumped up to eight, nine, or ten. 
they didn't have the buses. And then by it took them three days to finally start chartering more buses to come in. So literally you were standing at the bus stop for an hour to an hour and a half just trying to get to the park, you know. So that kind of pushed me over to the monorail loops. Um, a lot of people never have an issue with it, and I wished I had your luck. You know, one of the, one of the things we've started doing, uh, and we kind of started on our adult trips a couple of years ago, because what we do is we do one adult trip a year. You know, and then we do a few with with taking taking our daughter um, and the grandparents and things like that. But what we've started doing is to all parks except for Magic Kingdom, we'll actually drive over if we're staying at a moderate, uh, just for the fact that we get free parking with our annual pass, and we know that as soon as we're ready to leave, we can walk straight out. The car's right there in the parking lot, and uh, and we can head back to the resort. Same with Disney Springs; we always drive to Disney Springs. Um, it just seems easier, but also we drive to Disney because we okay. live closer. So, right. you know, for those people that are looking to, 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 for an easier way to get around and they have a car down there, uh, Hollywood Studios, Epcot and, uh, Animal Kingdom, those parking lots, by the time you park, you're five minutes until you're in the, you know, you're in the parks. So let me ask um, you, okay. Sure. No. Go ahead. If, if ask you a question, if you were going to fly down there for some reason or another, or you were somebody down there without a car, would you recommend getting a rental car for if you're doing an adult trip? I think it's all about convenience and budget. You know, if if it's it's kind of time and money. Is it worth it to you to not do the buses and just to have that? I, I would say no, because nine out of ten times you're only going to wait ten or fifteen minutes for a bus. I mean, it's just those extreme cases that you're waiting, you know, crazy amounts of time for a bus. Um, but just the fact that we have our car there, we like it. We like going over there, driving over there. And, you know, we throw, it's easy. We throw, throw the little one in the back. She's had a long day. She's in her car seat. We can lay her down, you know. And uh, usually by the time we get back to the resort, she's either out or she's crazier than ever. So. My sister was with us on this last trip, and they utilized Uber. They actually, they stayed at the same resort you did, Justin. And they utilized Uber for almost everything. I think she rode the bus twice. I mean, she Ubered everything. So, you know, that's another option I guess somebody has. You know, me personally, when I'm down there in Disney and I'm in the Disney bubble, I like the transportation. You know, I might complain about the buses, but I would not give up the buses for anything. And that that just works for our family, you know. No, but being yeah. someone that flies in, you know, I, I I get it. You know, you give me a car and I wouldn't know. I, I couldn't tell you how to get to any of the other parks unless I had a GPS, you know. Oh, I, I mean, I've driven it, you know, 50 right. times. And I still right. have to use GPS on property because everything's okay. changing with so much uh, construction going on. Sure. I mean, roads are closed that you typically would know about. And uh, there's... there's uh, you know, detour signs and all that. So yeah, we, we, we have to use GPS down there as well, but it's an alternative. If, you know, if, if you were looking for something different other than the Disney transportation, but I, like you said, we love being in the bubble too. And so most of the time we will, we're on the monorail and we'll just take the monorail around. Well, speaking, speaking of the monorail, I want to use the monorail, and I want us to head over to Epcot, because before we start going on another tangent about the vehicles, I want to talk about food and wine for a minute. Both of you guys got to experience it. I know I experienced it. The cool thing about this last trip is I got to uh, break bread with, with Justin at Food and Wine, and I got to you know uh, experience some spirits with, with both of you. Let me tell you about 
what impressed me about Justin when I did food and wine with him, because this is the first time I did it as a group with friends. Justin would get something and then come back with three or four spoons or forks for everybody to sample it. And it was, it was such a cool experience that, you know what, this is to me exactly what food and wine is supposed to be, just to sample things from around the world. And I really enjoyed that. Now, Justin, what were some of your highlights of food and wine this year? And, and before you answer that, I, I'm curious to know, I'm putting you on the spot here, I'm curious to know what was better than last year's, if there was anything, um, in your opinion. Oof. That's hard. Uh, you know, last year, uh, Katie and I, my wife, we, we got to experience food and wine three different trips. So we pretty much filled our passport up. I mean, we went through and, I mean, it, it got down to like the last week. We were eating haggis because okay. it's one of the only things we hadn't tried yet. And it's like, you know, <laughs> we were like, well, we got to use our sticker in our book and, mm-hmm. and put, it, put, it on the, put it on the page. There was actually one pavilion that really stood out to me, and it was one I wouldn't have thought. Uh, because when we go down on an adult trip, you know, it's, it, that's time together that we don't get at home, you know, between work and, uh, our daughter's activities and things like that. So, so we're, we're interested in more of the, uh, well, my wife's interested in more of the food. I'm interested in more of the wine. And, uh, but there was one place that she wanted to stop that blew me away and it was the almond orchard. And really, there was no, yeah, oh, I'm telling you, there was no alcohol uh, that we tried, but um, I had the, ca- the cauliflower risotto, and it has uh, pulled chicken and some artichokes and some spinach and parmesan. And, uh, and, and then we had a, a, a sundae there. Uh, it's a banana almond sundae. And it was the best thing we tried at Food and Wine the, the entire time. I mean, delicious. And it's right, when you're coming into World Showcase, if you take the right, or take a right right there, it's, it'll be the uh, right past the refreshment port. Is it right by the chocolate stand there? Um, you're you're going to keep going past that. Oh, uh, oh actually, the refreshment. the World Showcase there. Okay, and so that's where, where we had our last uh, talk, was right there in front of right, that, that right. one. Okay. Yeah, we were right there. We were at the refreshment yep. port when you and I were hanging out that one night. Yep. Um, but yeah, I'm telling you, man, it was, I mean, it was amazing really 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 good and that's one thing we didn't try last year and we didn't uh we didn't get a chance to to sample i'm not sure if it was there last year i don't remember seeing it um but yeah it was it was really really good and of course you can't go wrong with any of the drinks in france uh they're all unbelievably delicious what do you think jason i love food and wine I, you know, it's, I'm used to flower and garden. We don't really come in the fall that much. We're more of a spring person. This blows flower and garden right out the water. Oh, it's you know, it's, it's my favorite. It's it's my favorite time of year at Disney. And to touch on your France drinks, I absolutely love that orange, um, the orange drink that we had. It was uh, amazing. You know, I took the family around, and this was one of the few trips that I actually got to enjoy it. Uh, We usually tend to go down during the summertime or in February, so we haven't been down there for food and wine lately. Uh, The few times we've been down there, we've either been down there with grandparents, we've been down there with friends, and it wasn't something that we could really enjoy. I'm finally at that time where my older daughter, who's now a teenager, wants to shop. So she wants to shop in every pavilion. So instead of trying to run through and hit rides and just kind of, you know, keep their interest up, she wants to shop. She would buy 
different stuff in Japan. She would buy different stuff here. She would buy different stuff there. So I got a little bit more of an opportunity. I was like, sure, you want to go shop? I'm going to this booth. I can wait online for this for 10 minutes while you're going to get something. When you go to buy stuff for your friends, great. I'm going to be able to buy this, get this, do this, do that. So this is one of the best food and wine that I ever had because my kids kind of occupied themselves and of course the little one always tags along with the big one so being that the big one wanted to shop quite a bit i was able to shop the food so it was definitely one of those trips where i was able to uh, uh really get to get get to uh maximize my time at food and wine because i was able to uh be able to sample a lot of stuff that i normally wouldn't have been able to st- uh, sample because my kids were always oh i want to go on this or i want to go on that so being that they wanted to shop i was able to do a lot more of the food and wine stuff this year which was great and uh, i tried a lot of couple tried a lot of different things and i kind of got out of my comfort zone a little bit and i said you know what it can't be that bad if they're serving it if i don't like it i get rid of it so uh, it was good we had a good time i, I really enjoyed it mike how old's how old's your oldest oh, daughter Fourteen. I was just, you know, I have a uh, a five year old, so I'm wondering how much time I have left before she's asking me for a credit card to head <laughs> head around Epcot to shop. You got about two years. Uh, her, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, uh, I, she doesn't realize she can charge stuff to her room with the magic band yet. Oh no! So thank oh, God yeah. she doesn't realize that. So we're still safe with that. But uh, we've been going, uh, we've been going for the last ten years straight since she's she's been going since she's four. And uh, we've been going for the last 10 years, sometimes two or three trips in a year. So she's a veteran there. She knows all the spots. She knows all the places to go. And... uh but now she's at that point where it's a matter of what am I bringing home for my friend this one, or what am I bringing home for this one, or what am I bringing home for this one, or you know that 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 friend in my class, I'm going to bring him home this, or I'm going to bring her home that. So it's all about the shopping when you get to that age. So they can stay kind of occupied. A lot of good shopping in the pavilions. Yeah, my my five year old. Uh, the last time we were down, which was a few months ago, uh, she, she wanted some. Oh, I think it was a Rapunzel dress in in the Germany pavilion. And uh, I told her, I said, Riley, no, you only get, you know, you only get so much. You have a hundred dollars on the trip. You can spend, you know, you can, you can spend, you can do something big or you can do small things throughout the trip. And she looked at me and she goes, Nana gave me a credit card. <laughs> and I was like, what? hold on, what? <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, all right, it's already starting at five years old, I'm, you know. Yeah, they they actually had gift cards they could use this year. So uh, they had gotten from my sister the Disney gift cards. So they had those to use. So that was pretty close to their credit card stuff. They had gotten those for their birthdays, and uh, that was for them to you know a little spending money when they were down there. So they got a little taste of using the credit card. So, but it was their own money, so I, I can't complain. You know, and that's a great tip too, uh, um, Jason. You might have noticed whenever we were hanging out on my wrist, I had. Uh, it's almost like a kind of like a bracelet type of thing that has a Disney gift card, food and wine gift card hanging off of it. I love that. Yeah, what we did was we just loaded up 300 bucks on there, you know, at the start of the trip. And going around the countries, uh, you know, it, it's simple. It's, it's just, it's easier than even your Magic Band because every time you're not punching in your, your number, you just boom, swipe, go, boom, swipe, go. And the only bad part is the first day of food and wine, we spent $250. <laughs> <laughs> Right, right, and then the thing is too is when you get your group together and you want to buy a round, it's That's like it, three hundred, yeah. three hundred bucks is like, well, you know, there went there went that card. All of a sudden, you end up in La Cava and you're like, oh no, here we go. Oh, it's like, hey man, you got fifty bucks, like yeah. it's borrowed. <laughs> so, uh, great, good, good times all the way around, guys. I had a blast with you guys down there. It was uh, so much fun. Uh, I don't know of uh, any bad things that happened to anybody that were down there. We had a great group of friends. 
I got to spend some quality time with each one of you. Uh, our families got to spend time together. It was just a great trip, and, I, and I'm very fortunate that you guys happened to be down there at the same time as we were. It was one of our. It was, uh, sorry, it was one of our shorter trips, but it happened to be one of our better trips. Like it was one of those trips where you know uh, sometimes you have the trips where you're going on, and you're like, ah, oh, I can't wait to get home. I'm kind of tired of it. Uh, our February trip was one of those trips where we were having a really, really good time and just didn't want to go home. This was one of those trips where we we're like, you know, we kind of did everything, but we really don't want to go home. You know, you've gotten to that point in some trips where you're just kind of like, ah, I'm done. You know, I've kind of seen everything. I'm ready to get back and get back to life and get things going. But this is one of those trips where we really want to stay quite a bit yeah jason uh how long were you all down there for after we left i think two or three days when did you guys fly out well we drove out uh Uh, wednesday was it not i think so yeah we left wednesday okay well we flew out sunday night oh okay so you were down there a good half week after us sure did you all experience food and wine anymore after after we left we uh i think you did one more day i think uh we did, but we did it as a family. The other two nights that we were that we experienced it were uh, the kids went to Lilo's. We put the kids mm-hmm. at Lilo's for two nights. How was that? And uh, I love Lilo's Playhouse. It, it's 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 really amazing. Um, you know, I, I could talk about how great I love Lilo's for an hour. So it's definitely if you're if you're a parent and you're looking at maybe wanting a date night. You know, I've mentioned this before. When we first started Disney. I would look at people that put their kids into daycare. And I almost looked down on them like, how do you, you're at Disney. How, how are you not spending the time with your kids? That, that's, that's ridiculous to me. Well, after your seventh or eighth trip, it's kind of like, wow, I'd really like to go experience Disney with my wife. You know what I mean? It's, it's we're down here for, because we don't do just four days. You know, I mean, we're, we're from Wisconsin. So we go down here. It's seven, 10, 14 day trips is what we usually do. I would like to do a night with, um, you know, my wife, I would like to have a date night. So uh, we usually stay at Tuki, Tuki Lao right there at the Polynesian. Lilo's is right there. And we, we, we went in, we, we visited with the people, and it was exactly what we were looking for. Uh, all, all the people are CPR qualified. Everybody that, that attends it, all the kids from like 4.30 to midnight, they get a meal. They get character interaction. They have activities all night. They will try to call if there's anything wrong. I mean, even if your kid stubs his toe and he's crying and he wants mommy, they will call you. So they don't call me because I tell them flat out, if, <laughs> if, if there's no ambulance, I don't want to hear from you. <laughs> so it's a great night for, you know, you know, and our kids don't. They love it. And actually, they ask for it. They, they love, they look forward to Lilo's. They've got everything there. So anyway, so we had uh, two nights of just us, you know, and I think one night with, with all of us and then one night with just her and I, and, and, uh, it, it was, it was a fantastic trip guys. Fantastic. That's awesome, man. That's really, really good. I do. But, but wrapping up this trip, Justin, you're not even home and you already got another trip on the, the horizon. Always, you know, something we've always kind of stressed to friends of ours is always plan your next trip. It doesn't matter if it's three weeks, two years, you know, whatever you're doing. Uh, we're, we're lucky enough geographically to live pretty close. I mean, we're only five hours, so we can, we can pop down. We have annual passes. We're DVC. Uh, this one we're pretty excited about because we'll do Mickey's Not So Scary, which is an annual tradition for us, and we go all out with the, uh, with the costumes every year. 
different theme. Yes, you do. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> different, I love it. different theme. And this year we're bringing uh, bringing Nana, bringing bringing Riley's grandmother, my mom, and we're dressing her up as uh, Mrs. Potato Head, <laughs> which I'm sure she's thrilled about to be. Uh, I thought you were. I thought you were joking when you told me no, that. No, no, You're no, straight no. up. I'm straight oh, that's up. awesome. Yeah, man. Oh, I can't wait for yeah. pictures. She'll be waddling wait. through the parks. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so, no, yeah, we're really excited. Uh, and a couple other things, a, a new hotel, a new resort. Uh, Where are you guys we'll be going? staying at the uh, Boulder Ridge Villas at Disney Wilderness Lodge. Okay. And we are so excited to see them because I've heard nothing but great things. I've heard they're okay. beautiful. I've heard, uh, and of course, the... Uh, the the main thing I want to check out is the Geyser Point Bar and Grill. Have you all have you all okay. seen that? I've seen a lot of pictures online. I've been looking at all the pictures and stuff. I haven't I haven't been there, and it's one of the resorts on my bucket list that I certainly want to go. As a matter of fact, for this last trip, I had the Wilderness Lodge as my uh, waitlist uh, hotel. But unfortunately, it didn't come through, and we were at Old Key West. But uh, it's definitely a place that I want to go and check out. Yeah, it's a, it, open air seating. Uh, the menu looks menu looks good. It's more bar food, burgers, things like that. But uh, but the fact that you're you're right there, you can see the Magic Kingdom from it. Uh, you can uh, watch fireworks and things like that. I I, I just think that's I, I think it's gonna be a really cool experience because that's one resort we've never stayed at before. And like I said, we're trying to trying to go until we no, trying to go until we knock out all resorts, and we're trying to go until we knock out all dining. And uh, we're kind of in limbo right now. Uh, we do have some new new dining for this trip. Uh, we're trying uh, steak, SDK, at Disney Springs. And at, at this moment, the wife and I are booked at, at Victorian Alberts. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to keep it or not. I haven't decided. Uh, just because my wife could order off a, off a children's menu and not have any issues at all. I mean, <laughs> she, she could literally have a turkey sandwich and fries and be happy. And just, just of a... a you know, 185 bucks for a 10 course meal or a seven course. Yeah. You know, I can't, I can't remember how many courses it is. Uh, I know she's going to eat two of those courses and then, you know, I'm going to sit there and, and feel terrible about myself as I eat hers and mine. <laughs> uh, so I'm not sure if I'm gonna keep it. I, if I do, it's just for the experience base. Um, cause I've never talked to anybody who's tried it before. And I think it would be one of those Disney experiences to, uh, to eat there for sure. I hear a lot of people who want to do it, but haven't. So, in my opinion, man, I, I say leave the wife and I'll catch a plane and we'll both go. I love it, man. You come on so. down. You know what I mean? <laughs> we'll go Dutch. No. I listen. I hope. I, I hope that you guys. Um, I, I hope that. I hope that you do keep it. You know what I mean? Just because I want to hear about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just. But I understand you. You have a very valid point. So, uh, maybe you know what? Bring your daughter. She'll you know, tear everything up on the menu. They, she? Oh, she's she's a pro, man. She'll eat sushi. She'll eat pho. But they don't right. allow any children in the restaurant. Oh, okay, very well. No, no children in Victoria and Alberts. You have to be uh, have to be uh, a little bit older. I, I I can't remember the exact age. Um, but you have to be a little bit older. Um, I want to say it's fourteen. If it's not fourteen, it's eighteen. And Look, if I'm paying two hundred dollars a plate, I don't. Yeah. I and I've got small kids. I don't want to listen to my kids. Well, I definitely don't want to listen to yours. And that yeah, no, you don't because she never stops. Um, <laughs> but that's. Uh, you, it's a lot of money for an experience. You know, we've done we've done other um, other dining experiences with Disney, like custom dining uh-huh. experiences that have cost about that, and other tours that have cost about that. But you feel like you're getting more out of it. You're not just getting that, not just getting dinner. 
Um, it'd be different if it was a chef's table. You know, I, 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 I'd, I'd like to try the chef's table. It's not that much more per person. Um, but it's just impossible to book. I mean, it's you, you have to be you have to be ready to book that right at that six month period uh, on the phone. And even with that, I think I think some people have priority over that. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, I, I think there's a I think there is a, a small and I'm not accusing Disney of any of that, but I think there is like anywhere a who you know. Yeah, definitely. I mean, even like you know? I mean, we we have some contacts with uh, California Grill. Like if we can't get in, you know, it's just. We've been going there for so long, and we've been with the same server for the entire time. Becky, I don't know if any anybody has had Becky, but she is the absolute gem of California Girl. Um, she's been with Disney since opening day, and she is just... We'll make a trip over there just to see her, just to see how she's doing, cool. her son's doing, things like that. And uh, but But she always takes care of us. She always makes sure that... You know, even if we don't get a table at, you know, in the dining room, she'll make sure we're taken care of either at the bar area or somewhere like that. And, uh, but yeah, there's, uh, I, I do think with some of those other restaurants, especially Victoria and Iris, there are people who maybe get that couple extra days notice that, that I haven't sure. quite privied into yet. Sure, sure. Mike, have you ever eaten there? No, I haven't eaten there, and uh, I, I'm kind of like, I, you know, I kind of agree with you, Justin. I think my wife would be like, eh, you know, okay. She's pretty simple when it comes to what she wants to eat. Uh, I don't know if it would be uh, something on my bucket list. I, there's a lot of other places that I would want to try. Uh, I can't say that it's on my top top ten list of something that I want to do. Uh, I, I mean, if, if the opportunity came around, I think I would, but I kind of, I'm in the same boat with you. I, I don't think my wife would enjoy it. Uh, I think it would just be like one of those things we just kind of do, just to say we did. So, uh, uh, yeah, no, I, I don't think we, I don't think it would be on the top of my list, and it's, I've definitely never eaten there before, so that's definitely uh, something that's not in our realm. I love good food, and for me to experience something like that, I know that you're getting extremely good culinary food. You know, well, the thing is this, uh, just just to, just to touch on real fast, and I'm sure we'll touch on in future episodes. I, I have a feeling for what I'm going to get for $180 at Victoria and Albert's is what I get for $30 at Palo on the Disney Cruise. So it's hard for me to justify that extra 150 bucks whenever I've experienced Palo and I know how amazing the chocolate souffle is and I know how amazing the brunch buffet is. and the, you know, it's, So it's, it's one of those things, is it going to be that much better than that? Or can I take that extra 300 bucks and put it towards um another day uh, amazing disney experience agreed agreed wholeheartedly you know we ate at tiffin's last time and um i'm glad we did but it was one of those where i think it was uh, you know and we were pretty pretty generous with what we got i mean it's i'm not gonna i'm gonna sit down and get what i want but it's one of those where i'm glad i ate here however i don't know if i need to book here again you know, and it was fantastic. I got nothing bad to say about it. You know, I'm kind of the same way with Tiffins. Uh, the first time we ate there, I was blown away. I got the Wagyu uh, beef and uh, the coffee. If, if, if you're on Disney property, you want the greatest coffee you'll ever drink on Disney property. It's at Tiffins. Um, it's it's just the absolute top of the line alcoholic coffee blend. You can get. I mean, that's it. 
and I did have that. It was good. Really it was good. Very good. Well, it's I mean, yeah. it's Joe Joe Rody's the one who who picked that coffee, handpicked you know, and and uh, and created that drink for Tiffins. So okay, yep. Joe, I love Joe. Who doesn't love Joe? <laughs> Guys, while we're on the topic of food, let me take a quick second just to talk about our sponsor, the Cookin' Wookie. You'll find his Facebook page over at our website, www.disneydadspodcast.com. Add his Facebook page. You'll find Disney recipes from around the parks and so much more. So go visit the Cookin' Wookie on Facebook. Um, you mentioned the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. Did you go to it, Mike, this, this, this last trip? Yes, and uh, this was our second time doing the trip. And our, yep. our first time doing the, the Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, it rained. And uh, literally rained on our parade. And we were waiting online for the parade. We were waiting online because the Boo to You is by far one of the best parades on property. Uh, I could go into stories about how great that parade is. I, I could watch it online. I could watch it on YouTube. I think it's one of Disney's greatest parades. Uh the last time we got to see it, we were waiting and waiting, and they kept delaying the start, delaying the start, and we were waiting. On, it was one of those things. We paid for the party. We were waiting, you know, in on the uh, around the castle for the parade to start, and they delayed it, and they delayed it, and they delayed it because they wanted to get the horsemen coming in. Uh, running in, you know, they had this horseman running in and they wanted to get that effect. So they kept putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. And then it wound up being, well, we can't have the, the horse run out. So we, we, we kind of got the light version of it. Uh, this trip, being that we were so lucky and we didn't have rain that Friday, we got the actual version of the parade. We had the horseman run out and it was fantastic. And it was a few things that we were able to. We enjoyed the trick or treating more. We enjoyed the uh, the fireworks. We enjoyed the, uh, the the parade because we weren't being rained on. I kind of felt like the first time we did the boot to you uh, the Halloween party that because of the rain we were kind of limited. You got to stay on the ride. You felt like you had to be inside. We were in costume, but we had ponchos over them because we were just getting poured on. So this is definitely a much better experience. We we didn't go for the costume route. Uh, my two daughters did. Myself and my wife didn't, but my daughters wore costumes. Uh, but we enjoyed it a lot more because we weren't getting rained on this time. And it's definitely, uh, I've done a few of the other extra events there. The Halloween is definitely by far my favorite. I, w- I would do that uh, anytime, anywhere. And I certainly, if you haven't done it, I would recommend it to anybody to do it. Now, we got to experience the Mickey's Not So Scary. We went uh, the Sunday night. And I and I keep telling myself, like last year, I think in November, we did the uh, Christmas party. And we would fly in on Sunday and we scheduled it for Sunday night. It's such a long day. You know, I'm, I'm so tired. And I'm like, we're never going to do that again. And and what did I do? Uh, you know, I I, I I did it again. So we flew in. We did our thing. We got our room. We were going to do the party. Well, this was right after Hurricane Irma. So I would imagine there was a lot of spillover of crowds uh, going into our our party night. The The party was absolutely packed. I'm talking where you could barely even maneuver packed and uh it was uh it was very disheartening you know it's uh look you you pay you know i I, in fact i paid for my my sister and her and my brother-in-law's tickets also so i got six halloween tickets that i paid for and for just a little bit cheaper than a day pass and the crowds were like they were in august or july and it was uh, it was a little disheartening now the Halloween party is my absolute favorite, favorite of all time. There, the Boot to You parade is amazing. It is my favorite parade. You know, in fact, that's my highest hitted video on my son's YouTube channel. 
is the, is the Boo to You Parade. So it's a very popular parade, and I love it. It was just disheartening because the crowds were just ridiculous. And I did visit with a couple of Disney's, um, you know, being in our positions, you know, there, there are some, uh, we do have access to a little bit higher echelon people in Disney. And I visited with um, our executive side of DVC, and they were calling around the parks asking what, what was going on with uh, the crowd count. And the only response they were getting were, yeah, it was really crowded that night. So it was uh, it wasn't all in my head. I, you know, I'm not sitting here trying to be the Debbie Downer. It was it was extremely extremely crowded. So I hope Disney takes heed next time. If you're going to do a, a, here's my issue. Okay, if you go to buy a hard ticket, it's one of the selling points for it, especially for someone that's new, is limited number of tickets sold. Right. It's greater access. Limited. It's greater access to rides. Right. Greater access right. to all that. It was that was untrue, and and it was it was not true, and and Disney was uh, disingenuous by by allowing that many people in because people that have experiencing the party for the first time are, I mean, there were people behind us that were like, you got to be kidding me, we, this is just like it is when I'm here in, in July, this is this you know so so I, I I found that to be a little disheartening, and I hope Disney. Um, takes note of that and, and treats their patrons a little bit more fair. I mean, look, if you want to max out the park, that's fine. At least be honest about it, is my point, you know? Now, with that said, do you think that that, that night and, and probably, probably a few nights surrounding your night were because of Irma? Where, I mean, the, the, instead, and what they should have done was refund tickets, but instead they funneled people into, into those nights that had previous nights that had to be canceled. Uh, right and and you're right. They should have just refunded tickets, and then the person could have rebooked at a different right. Right, and and here's my thing, and this is not being this is not trying to be heartless, but your bad luck doesn't shouldn't push my good luck into bad luck. You know what I mean? So it was look. I mean, if 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 I get if I have a flight delay or something of that nature, I don't expect the family in front of me that's already booked on that plane to get kicked off because right, my right, plane was right. delayed. You know, so uh, Disney, I, I'm they don't really deal with hurricanes, but on on this nature, but maybe what once a year, once every other year. Yeah, you know where they're actually canceling stuff and shutting stuff down. I mean, it doesn't. I mean, the last couple of years maybe much more, but. Over the last 15 years, it's not a real common experience. So I don't think Disney um, – I think Disney did a great job. I want to give Disney the props there. Disney did a great job, I think, by shuffling people around and trying to keep the magic alive. And I think what they're doing is they were still wanting people to experience the magic at the Halloween party. And sometimes if you got you know double the people sucking the magic out of the air – you know, you just get a little taste of it, and you're like, "All right, what did I spend the money on this for? This is ridiculous." So, um, but anyways, that's my two cents. Yeah, we live. I mean, we live on the coast, so we our, our vacation was in. I mean, you guys know our vacation was in limbo up till the mm-hmm. day before yeah. we left. <laughs> yes, because uh, we we, we uh, live here in Charleston, South Carolina, and uh, we had no idea where it was going. So we thought maybe it was coming here. I mean, we had the generator out. We were ready to board up windows. We were we were ready to, to, to do all that, and uh, we canceled our trip because because of it. And then once we realized that it had turned a little further inland, we we rebooked the day before we left. 
and uh, and went down. And um, you know, I, natural disasters are hard because they're trying to make everyone happy, and sometimes they just can't. You know, or, right. or sometimes exactly. they shouldn't. You know, um, but and, and, and with the with the Halloween party, I haven't noticed a, a, an abundance of overselling the party with the Halloween party and with the Christmas party I have in, in the, in the past couple of years. Um, but the Halloween party, it, I just can't say enough about Disney in the months of September and October. I mean, if, if I was to talk to anyone who said we've never been to Disney, when's our time to go? It would be automatically late September, early October. You're going to have an amazing time. Yeah, eat food and wine. Mickey's not so scary. Fantastic weather. You can still swim. I mean, the weather's warm enough to swim, but you're not also going to, you know, you're not going to need to take a change of clothes halfway through the day because you sweat through the first part. So uh, it's just one of those times of year that it's it's the best time of year, I think, at Disney, in my opinion. Yeah, we, we were down there at the same time, and uh, it was certainly hot. I mean, we hit the water parks. So, I mean, we were able to – we hit the water parks. We were able to hit the not-so-scary and the food and wine. So, I mean, if you tell me you go during that time of year, September, October, and you can't find something to do, then this is not for you because there's everything from adult things, kid things, all kinds of different kinds of parties. That's definitely my you – know, the time that I would recommend. And the crowd size isn't that bad. Now, getting back to what you said about the party being oversold, we were there for the party on Friday. Friday and the party wasn't that oversold. We were, I was pretty comfortable with you know uh, any of the because I know they shut down a couple of the rides because some of the rides were shut down for trick or treating, uh, but the rides that were open, I mean, Pirates was a five minute wait, Jungle Cruise was a ten minute wait. Uh, there was nothing that was. Uh, like a regular operating park day where it was crowded. I didn't feel like we were walking shoulder to shoulder with people. Uh, I didn't think I had to constantly keep an eye how close my kids were because it was so crowded and they get lost in the mix. It was definitely, uh, definitely uh, uh, to our liking. Uh, Mike, you, you were at the um, uh, you 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 were at the water park, yep. and it was it was one of those days where I looked at my wife and I said, you know, maybe I should be Mike's best friend, <laughs> and give him a call because he had this incredible package that I never even knew that you could do. So what did you end up doing that, that pool day? So uh, we've done we've, My kids are very water. We have a pool in our house. My kids are very, they're water kids. We've had pools in our houses our whole life. They're, they're water babies. They like to be in the water park. Now, they enjoy their Disney trip, but they obviously love the water too. Water slides, swimming. They're definitely water guys. So they decided that we wanted to go to the water park. And being that I planned this trip as a surprise trip, I know one of the things they wanted to do was going to the water park. So uh, we've stayed. At, we've been to Blizzard Beach and we've been to Typhoon Lagoon. We've hit them both a couple of times. Uh, Blizzard Beach is good. It's got its pros and cons, just like anything else in Disney. And Typhoon Lagoon is where we went up for this trip. Now we've stayed at Typhoon Lagoon a couple of times, doing a day trip there. They they open at ten o'clock and they close at five. So if you still want to get some park time in at night, you're not you're not completely killing your day to a water park. And you kind of get that fill and your kids get to have fun. But one of the things with the water parks that I've noticed, we've been there when it's been crowded, when it's been hot. You kind of have to get there, find your seat, get a, you know, stake your claim, get your towels. And you could be in a hot area. You could be far from where the, uh, from where the, some of the slides you want to be. So what we've decided to do is the last couple of times that we've done our uh, park day, where we've made it a water park day, we've rented one of the beachcomber shacks. Now, both parks offer a... 
uh, a suite area, kind of a cabana area that you can rent out. They have uh, small little chair areas you can rent or a deluxe cabana. Uh, we tend to rent a deluxe cabana. The deluxe cabana comes with, it has room for six to eight people. And with the cabanas, you get a cooler full of water, you get your towels, you get refillable mugs, you get your locker there. So when you go to these water parks, if you haven't been there before, there's a lot of things you got to pay for extra when you get there. You know, you got to pay for a locker, you got to pay for towel rentals, towel rentals. If you want to uh, get the refillable mugs to use while you're walking around, you have to pay extra for those. They're similar to the ones you get at the resort. But they're much bigger. They have the chips in them, so you can't bring your resort mugs and use them there. You have to buy them there. So the nice thing about doing the cabanas there is you kind of have your your home base. You have your spot. You have your towels. You have everything is set up for you right where you want to be. Plus, you have an attendant there, which is great because she'll bring you your drinks. She'll bring you your food. If you're on the meal plans, if you have any kind of quick serves, they'll, they'll bring you anything you want. So uh, we like having a little bit of a home base just to keep everything locked up, to keep everything safe, to keep everything. Uh, you know, knowing that I'm not going to have to joggy for a spot when I get there, be stuck in the sun, uh, it, it makes it comfortable. And, you know, as you know, if anyone who's been there before, Florida, you get those pop-up rainstorms during the day. If they wind up closing the rides down for a temporary because of lightning, it's nice to have a shelter to be under. You're not stuck under a tree. You're not stuck under, uh, you know, huddle, huddling under where, the, where one of the shacks are to get food. Uh, you kind of have your own little home base. And it's private. It's roped off and nobody else can come in there. And for us to do the water parks, it's definitely our way to go. I, I don't. I wouldn't enjoy doing any other way. Uh, if I had to do it any other way, I would. But uh, because we can, I enjoy doing it that way. What was the cost on that? Uh, from now, believe it or not, in September, even though it's not peak season, I want to say I paid two sixty, and that's for up to six people. If you want to add more people, I believe I believe it's forty dollars extra per person. If you wanted to add on top of that, uh, I think it's great. It's the uh, the, the beachcomber shacks. They have them something similar at the uh, at the Blizzard Beach, which is the uh, the uh, the snowman theme place. But the problem with the Blizzard Beach ones, the cabanas they have there aren't as nice as the uh, Typhoon Lagoon ones. So if you're going to do them, and you want, it's the same price no matter which one you go to. So I feel like you're getting more for your money, a little bit of a nicer area, a little bit of a nicer shack. They're more centrally located to where you want to be. The beachcomber shacks tend to be near where the main wave pool is, and that's kind of the center of the park. So I kind of like the way Typhoon Lagoon has them set up better. Uh, if you have to do it, if you have to do a, uh, if you want to plan on doing a water park and you can swing it, I would certainly, I would recommend it. And I made the reservations ahead of time. Uh, you can cancel the reservations up to 24 hours. So if you decide, hey, you know what, we're not going to go to the water park this day. Uh, it's going to be raining all day. It's going to be crappy weather. I don't want to go. Then you can always uh, back out of your reservation within 24 hours. I love that. Hey, have you ever rented the cabanas at the Polynesian? You know, at the the DVC pool there. I the only place I've ever rented a cabana on site was at the was at the water parks. I haven't rented them at any of the pools or any okay. of the other places. Well, let me let me give a tip for our guys that are out there at the Polynesian because we did that. It was like fifty bucks for the whole day from ten o'clock in the morning until seven o'clock at night. They have everything set up, and now we don't get any of the the drinks or the amenities that you would get, but you at least have a home base and shelter. And you have lounging couches. You got your little plaque. They got your name put up in there. So it is uh, maybe something to look at. You know, it's nice if you're going to have a pool day on Wednesday, and you know you're going to have a pool day on Wednesday. 
it might be worth the extra 50 or 60 bucks to go ahead and rent that and then you got home base for the family too like i said not as nice as uh, the the experience over there at the typhoon lagoon but it is home base and that's important mike yeah the prices do go up during the summertime i believe they consider september october and so on the off season so they're a little bit discounted at that time the uh the the i think the summertime they're up around 320 so they are a little bit more during the summer if you wind up going but uh and i would certainly if you're going to do it call and make your reservations ahead of time it's always better to have the reservation and then cancel it within 24 hours than not have it because we made the mistake of being down there one time going to the water park during august and we said you know what we're gonna go to the water park today we went there i said i want to get a cabana for the day and said we're sold out for the day and uh it was a tough experience so going from having them to not having it during a peak time and then you know having it again it's definitely uh definitely get the reservation if you plan on it and even if you don't plan on it just get the reservation you can always cancel it ahead of time you know you call the wdw number and you just say hey listen i'm not coming i can't make it we'll change the plans they're completely cool about it uh when you do make the reservation they take your credit card number but it's so easy to just to cancel it if you have to um now mike and jason are there discounts on either of those as far as dvc annual pass I believe I got a DVC discount when I rented the one at the Potley. Now I called. I called. Uh, I saw it online. I called their number. Uh, I don't believe there was a discount for a DVC member. I know the only discount we get as DVC members is we get discount admission to the park. Uh, we're annual pass with the with the, the uh, platinum pass members, so we have the water park access. I know if we were paying for the water park out of pocket, if you only had hopper passes or only passes for the week, you get a, a, a discount as a DVC member on the water park, but not on the actual uh, cabanas themselves. Not on the cabana? No. Gotcha. I envy you guys for living so close to Disney and having annual passes. Like, I'm in Wisconsin and having annual pass, and my wife is continuing to, like, you know, we can scoot down there this weekend here, and we can scoot down that weekend there. And and you got to remember, I mean, it's we're talking uh, 1200 bucks round trip just for plane tickets. Right. So I envy you guys being well, so close. you know, and I always, you know? I always tell people, the magic number is eight. If, if, if you're going to spend eight days or more in the parks... Buy an annual pass. Oh, you know what? I you know it's it is a must. It's a must for us because we go on a couple times a year. You're absolutely right. It's you are you would be foolish not to have annual passes if you're not going to do that, or if you're going to be up beyond that eight days. Well, and it's 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 not it's not even the discount on the on the tickets. It's the discount you're going to see throughout the parks. Uh, a lot of restaurants now are including annual passes uh, on on their discount. We also do tables in Wonderland. Um, mm-hmm. Us too. Um, but but we walk around and we kind of do our spiel. Do you take Tables of Wonderland DVC annual pass Disney Visa? Right. That's yes. what we ask everyone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're kind of like that guy in that open. He opens up his coat. Yeah, yeah. The guy at the Chevron down the street didn't like it, but it's like you know whatever. Yeah. Right. Well, you know what? You're absolutely right. But you know when you start talking twenty percent on merchandise and twenty percent on food, I mean there there are. Like the tables of Wonderland was basically covered tips. Yeah, you know, and and, and anybody that's done an eight or a ten day trip and that are eating at um, you know uh, sit down restaurants, those tips get get pretty big. Well, I mean, we we uh, we oh. prefer to eat at nice restaurants. That's just the way. Mm-hmm. For our family, because we live close, we don't do the parks typically like like a typical um, or, or we don't do the parks all day. Mm-hmm. We will 
go to the go to the pool. We will um, go do our three fast passes, and then we'll go to a nice restaurant, and we'll sit down and we'll enjoy each other's company. And uh, it, it makes a big difference whenever you have that discount. Whenever you're eating at places like Coast, California Grill, Brown Derby, mm-hmm. you know a lot of these a lot of these uh, great restaurants, to where you're not going. Oh, there's three hundred dollars. There's two hundred dollars. You know, mm-hmm. it really is worth the cost if you're going to spend the time at Disney to go ahead and do Tables in Wonderland. Absolutely, it uh, was definitely the way to go for us this time. Yeah. And Mike, are you? Um Tables of Wonderland, did you did you just use the AP discounts in on food? We did the uh, dining plan this time. And, you know, we, we flip-flopped okay. flip quite a bit. There's quite a few times where we haven't done – well, we've had the quick-serve dining plan, but we've booked our own uh, sit-down restaurants, and we've paid out-of-pocket on that. Uh, we use a Disney Visa card, so a lot of times we'll have the Disney Visa card with, uh, you know, I don't know, five dollars $600 worth of points on that. So, you know, those will be our nice restaurants. Those will be our, yeah. you know, our sit-downs here or our sit-down there. Uh, I, I enjoy going to the restaurants. We, As a family, there's quite a few of the sit-down restaurants we always enjoy. It's some of our must-do restaurants. Uh, 50s Primetime Cafe is one of our must-do restaurants. It's definitely a great restaurant. Uh so I feel like if we didn't do it on a trip, we'd miss it. So we always pay out of pocket for that or we'll use it on the dining plan. But I hate being slaves to the uh, to the to the dining reservations all the time, too. But that's a whole other different topic. But uh, but yeah, this time we wound up doing the dining plan. Worked out well. We had uh, we had a lot of reservations for this whole trip. Every park we had, we had a dining reservation for. Uh, I think because it was a short trip, we wound up having more of a rigid schedule for the time we were down there to maximize our time. Uh, if we go for a long trip, if we go for a 12 or 14 day trip, I don't know if we uh, marry ourselves to a schedule with the dining so much. We'll just kind of go on the fly and I'll use the MDE app. I mean, the, the MDE app, you'd be surprised. Uh, some stuff that you can't get winds up popping up that day. You know, I, I was I was walking around the park and there were reservations one night for Ohana. I mean, I can't get Ohana sometimes at 180 days out and then not walking around the park and, oh, I can go to Ohana tonight if I want at 8 o'clock. So it's kind of nice to just kind of roll the dice and see what you can get. I mean, no matter where you go in Disney, the majority of the time you're getting a good meal. So it's not like you're going to go there, you're going to be like, oh, this is, this is gross, this is disgusting. Yeah, any place you eat there, you're, you're doing pretty well. So uh, sometimes we have to roll the dice and just be a little spontaneous with where we're going to go or try something new, something out of our comfort zone where we haven't been before. Something for people who have, have not, never been to Disney, they're going in September, October. The dining plan is one of the greatest things you can do because you can use your um, snack credits around world showcase at food and wine yes at, and you can and if you have a quick serve you can take a quick serve meal and abolish it you know get rid of it and make it uh snack credits so you can wind up getting uh three snack credits i believe it was for uh for one meal so i mean some of those some of those food and wine little snacks are a meal in itself to have three of those in place of you know a regular cheeseburger you would get at the electric umbrella is is well worth it so for this time i used quite a few snack credits for the diet when we were walking around food and wine uh you know my kids aren't eating two snacks a day i'm not eating two snacks a day my wife isn't eating two snacks a day so when we were doing food and wine we had quite a few snacks left over and we were able to to, uh, utilize those during food and wine as well. Talking about new restaurants, you were you were like you like to wing it sometimes. I don't like to wing it because 
when I'm hungry, I want to eat. I'm one of those guys that gets hangry. I mean, I mean, I get hangry bad. And, you know, we'll go to wing it, and it always ends up, you know, um, biting me where it's the park is packed and the lines are 45 minutes just for the quick service. Like, man, I just want – look, let me lick your plate, please. <laughs> Where's my Snickers bar? But um, going back to um, fast passes and, and new things – Justin, on your new on your trip, do you try on, like let's say on your trip coming up? Do you do you plan on trying like new restaurants? Always, yeah, always. We have, we kind of have a rule, we kind of have an agreement, Katie and I, uh, to where we always book at least one new restaurant every trip, every one. Uh, this one we're, we're trying something that we've had so many Disney friends tell us that we're missing out for not trying this. And it's the Hoopty Doo musical review. And uh, I mean, from what I've heard, the entertainment is second to none on Disney property, and the food is top class. You know, we're we're trying that for the first time. But something that's a little interesting to try to do is to try to make fast passes for uh, family that you don't typically travel with. We're uh, you know we're bringing my mom, uh, our daughter's grandmother with us and there's a couple times that you know katie and i want to ride things that the two of them can't ride so you're kind of playing fast pass limbo on 60 days and you're making sure that you're getting everything around the same time to where they can ride something different than what we're riding and luckily enough my daughter is uh for, for a five-year-old has the heart of a heart the heart of a uh of a Dude, she's a fighter pilot, oh, it's, man. It's unbelievable. She's a beast. Your daughter is a beast. I, she's I gone, use her all the dude, time. She's Look. gone hands up on on uh, on rides since she was three or four years old. She's a beast. Um, she really is. But I one love of the it. things we're definitely going to try with the four of us is the uh, the new mission space. Oh, okay. which she has never had a chance to do. So, are you going to go green or are you going to go orange right away? Uh, we can't go orange. She's not quite tall enough yet. Um, okay. like I said, she, she's five, uh, still, still in the body of a, of a three-year-old. She's a, she's a tiny little thing. Okay. But she's, right. uh, but she's definitely excited to have a new Disney experience. Um, but not just that, but, uh, you know, we go through the parks and, and there's certain, uh, certain rides, like let's say, uh, Expedition Everest, you know, Katie and I want to experience that. Like that's something that we want to do together, but we can't do that with her because she's small. And my mom, you know, she's she's in her 60s. She doesn't really care to do that as well. So they're going to go on the safari, and we're going to go on Everest. And then after cool. that, we'll meet up, and we'll have lunch, and uh, and then we'll all do dinosaur together after that. Um, and the same thing with going into Avatar. Uh, you know, Flight of Passage, for those, for those people who haven't done Flight of Passage, it is a not-miss. I mean, if Disney was to knock anything out of the park, it is this. It is it is the most immersive <laughs> experience I've ever had in my entire life. So we don't want to miss that. Right. You know? Right. And so mm-hmm. we're going to, uh, Katie and I will do Flight of Passage after lunch, and they'll go do the Navi River Journey. So th- the important thing is this. If you're traveling with people you don't typically travel with and you want to split up, it's not hard to do. It just takes planning. You just have to be on at uh, 60 days. You know, be on at 8 a.m. Be ready to make your fast passes. And be flexible. 
be be o make make it okay if it's thirty minute difference between rides. You know, if you have to wait for somebody, it's not that big a deal. Um, but yeah, it's it's we're really looking forward to this trip. There's something about seeing a grandparent with their grandchild at Disney. Uh, they they look at things even different than when we what we do as parents. You know, they they look at that grandchild, and I I can watch my mom on Main Street. You know, as Riley watches parades, my mom doesn't watch the parade at all. She only watches she Riley. Watches your daughter. That's all she watches. Sure. You know, she yep. watches her joy and her passion and her wave at characters and you know yell and and do all that. Uh, that's her. That's her time. It's not even the the uh, the experience for herself. It's the experience through our granddaughter. You know, it's so funny you say that because I'm so. I was I was sitting here thinking about when you were talking about that. I am so guilty of that. Like a small world with the, the boys, uh, just watching them. You know, my youngest one was just at in disbelief with small world the first time we did it. I think he was three. And I couldn't even tell you what the ride was, but I could tell you every facial expression that little boy had made. You know what I mean? And, and, I, and I guess that goes back to um, that whole bond that uh, makes Disney bigger than what what we are you know disney is is now gone into the realm of emotion you know and and i think that's awesome that your mom's going to experience that with riley i really do you know it's 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 one of those things where we all experience disney for a first time you know whether it be as a child or whether it be as an adult but you never experience disney until you had a child of your own agreed it's the first it's the first time that you literally saw someone else light up at the sight of Mickey or at, you know, right. fireworks. Magic is real when you experience it with a kid. That's it. A hundred percent. Speaking of magic, Justin, we got a couple places that people can get a hold of us. Yeah, if, if you'll go to www.DisneyDadsPodcast.com. You'll be able to access all of our social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and get in contact with us. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to get to know you. Come join our page. Come tell us about your upcoming Disney trips. Uh, We're excited to hear about everything you're going to have going on in your life as far as planning or even what what you would like to see happen in the parks. Uh, www.disneydadspodcast.com even better, give us a call. 317-WDW-DADS. That's 317-939-3237. Leave us a message, and hopefully we'll hear from you on a future episode. Mike? Yep. Justin? I would love for both of you guys to uh, send some magic to whoever's listening to us. You know... There's not many times in life that uh, that you are gifted family, and these two guys are my Disney family, along with many, many other people. And I hope that uh, that over time we get to know all of you, and that you too will become our Disney family. So now that we're going through this podcast, I want to say I'm so happy to be doing this with these two guys. These are two wonderful fathers. 
And uh, I'm looking forward to meeting everybody else. I know there's a lot of other great moms and dads out there. And please feel free to contact us. Reach out to us on all of our social media sites. Give us a call. Uh, be happy to help you guys plan your vacations and make happy memories like we've been having have happy memories for ourselves. Here's the important thing that I, I've realized with my Disney family is Disney has become a part of my life. And I know anybody that's listening to the podcast, there's a reason why you're listening to it, because Disney's a part of your life. And it carries over into day-to-day operations of the family, of the wife, whether we're planning a trip or, or whether we're helping somebody plan a trip. Or I'm just talking Disney, because I think all of us out there are the biggest spokesmen for Disney, period. You know. But one thing that I think that we need to all stay focused on is every single person deserves to be happy everybody. And I find my happiness when I'm with my guys, when I'm with my family, when I'm able to to keep it Disney on a daily basis. And if somebody out there is not happy, I really wish they would look in the mirror and just say, I deserve to be happy. I deserve my happily ever after. From our family to yours, always spread the magic when and keep it Disney. Born, they possess a gift or two. One of them is this. They have the power to make a wish come true. So what's your wish? Starlight, star bright. I wish I could grow up so I could ride space mountain. I wish I might have the wish I wish to My wish is to meet Jake Paul from YouTube. And do as dreamers do. I wish that I could have a Yoshi that I could ride on. I wish I could have a real Pikachu. Will come true. When you wish upon a star, makes no difference who you Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. <laughs>